You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Have you ever said this? If someone puts one more thing on my shoulders, I might collapse. There's pressure out there to change the world, to do big things. But Drew Jake says we do tend to think it's the big, bold moments that matter. But in reality, it's the steady accumulation of small acts of obedience. We're going to find out more from his book, Just Show Up, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything. Drew, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Great to be with you. I, I'm, a, I'm upset. You say Uh-oh. you're from Oregon, but I do think uh, you live next door to me because this whole first three, four pages of the book are ripped directly out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you talk about uh, a frustrating day, and it might have been just another in a long line of frustrating days where you then – uh, hope to relax with your wife at night and it doesn't even happen. You just end up in bed and say, I can't really take this much more. That's really the story, how this book starts, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I, I've got uh, three kids from five years old to 12 um, and, uh, you know, a demanding day job and a lot going on with uh, my church and community. And I've got, you know, uh, parents in the area. Anyway, it's great, but it's a lot. And yeah, by the time we get to bed at night, we're like, oh, you know, I thought I was going to read the Bible for an hour. Instead, I end up watching Netflix. Here's the thing that I've found freeing, though, is that God doesn't expect us to change the world or to conquer everything in one day. He just expects us to show up for the people around us, uh, for our relationship with him, even if just cracking your Bible for a few minutes a day. Um, and, and for me, that's honestly been liberating because I go, God, it's your job to change the world. I just have to be faithful in the tiny little things that you put in front of me. You even devote a whole chapter to the power of plotting. That sounds, I don't know, why is plotting powerful? Yeah, isn't that a sexy topic? Plotting. (laughs) Plotting. That's what everyone wants. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I I talk about the uh, William Carey, the father of modern missions, and I love the quote from him. He said, "Um, I have no special talent, but I can plod. And I love that because you look at what Carey did in his life, and it's pretty impressive. He... he, um, he did all these amazing things, founding orphanages and changing laws and translating the Bible into Sanskrit. But if you if you zoomed in on any one day of his life, you would just see a guy plotting, um, just doing the, the ordinary things that actually added up to a lot. And so that's encouraging to me because I think we live in an era where you're looking at people online and you expect to blow up overnight and do amazing things. And, of course, it's an illusion because sometimes what you see is just the highlights from other people's lives or things that aren't even real. But for me, I just want to be faithful in the small things because it's incredible what God can do over a long period of time when we're just faithful every day when we plod. Yeah, you call it plodding. I had a professor in college many years ago. I spent a lot of money to go to college, and the one thing I pulled out of it was routine faithfulness. He said it's important just to show up. That's exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. You know, it, it really hit home for me uh, when my wife, Grace, at one point she asked me, she said, who are the people you most admire? Hmm. And as I listed off the people that I most admired, I realized, oh, not one of them was famous or especially talented or charismatic. But one of them was a, a small church pastor who uh, kept leading despite being diagnosed with a, a really bad illness. Another one was someone who a, a woman who ran a soup kitchen uh, and kept feeding the homeless even after um, her husband died. And I thought, why do I admire these people? It's because they were faithful. 
because they persevered. Even when life punched them in the face, they kept showing up. And so it became a bit of a mantra for me, just, hey, Drew, even when you're tired, even when you're discouraged, just show up. Mm-hmm. You talk as well about how we should find God's will with our feet. What do you mean by this? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. But, you know, it, growing up, I learned a lot of things about finding God's will that weren't particularly helpful. You know, you, I thought, oh, man, if i got to look for a certain sign, uh, read the tea leaves. Uh, also, if I, if I commit a sin, then maybe I miss it. But the truth is, I've found that God directs us when we just do the next small thing in front of us. And the story that I love so much in the Bible about this is Moses. Here's this guy, you know, he gets, he thinks he's going to be this, this uh, liberator of his people early on. Doesn't work out. He ends up in the wilderness for 40 years, tending sheep. <laughs> um, and then when, when God finally shows up to him in the burning bush, he's been tending sheep for 40 years when that encounter takes place, just 40 years of hard, boring work. And, and I think that he, you know, he must have wondered, God, what, what happened here? Um, it, it was a long time to wait. Uh, but ultimately, he doesn't have to solve a riddle to find God's will for his life. He just had to tend sheep. And in the middle of doing that, God directed him. And I think that's a good reminder for all of us, especially if we're in a hard or confusing season of life. I talk to a lot of people who feel like God has put them on the shelf. Uh, so it's a good reminder for us. We can be like Moses, just faithfully doing the work God has placed in front of us. And the truth is, I think we usually don't figure out God's will uh, with our heads so much as our feet as we keep moving he directs us, and, and ultimately, we, we step into our calling. So I, I just opened another page here, 83, and you're one to pat yourself on the back, apparently, Drew. You've, uh, <laughs> at one point in your life, memorized 20 verses a day. You memorized the book of James and Romans and almost the entire book of Acts. Wow, you're impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you. My <laughs> mom was impressed, too. I, I was in a, uh, a program when I was 12 years old. Um, called Bible quizzing, where you memorize these huge portions of Scripture. Now, I, half the time, I didn't even know what I was really uh, memorizing because I was just trying to impress girls and win trophies. But um, <laughs> I'm grateful for it. Hey, I still have a lot of Scripture internalized. But in my relationship with Scripture is a lot different now because, man, my ability to memorize is an absolute joke. It's like my brain is just saying, no, nope, we've got enough words in here already. Um, but um, I, I, and also I'm way busier, so it's really hard, Mm -hmm. but what has been liberating to me is just kind of going through, okay, you're not going to memorize a ton of scripture, maybe a few verses here and there. Maybe I don't even read like chapters a day, but if I can just make that baseline commitment to just cracking my Bible every day, even if I only read a few verses or a Psalm, uh, that adds up over time, that regular, steady engagement with God. We need that nourishment. So a lot of people, hey, it's great. If you're reading the Bible every year or you're, you're uh, yeah, memorizing a ton of Scripture, more power to you. But if you're like me, you're busy, you're tired all the time, if you can make just the commitment to crack your Bible at least once a day, I think that's still huge. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe someone's listening today and they're like, but I just feel like I'm not seeing the impact of these small acts of obedience. And I actually feel like walking away or that drift is happening in their life because they don't see that drastic change by these small acts. What's your encouragement to them? Yeah, I think, you know, first of all, we change in ways we can't even truly appreciate. And if you are consistent in those, that's the, that's the key. You know, I wrote a whole book about self-control and habits and willpower. And the key, they say always, is to start small. And there's, you know, sometimes when we're motivated to change and to engage in spiritual disciplines, we want to do something really big. We want to, like, yeah, dive in deep. And 
master a spiritual discipline with a Latin name or something. Um, but if we just keep it simple and we're consistent over time, what happens is you can build on that habit. So even if it's just cracking your Bible open every day, all of a sudden you probably have this experience. You get in there, you start reading, and then, you, oh, man, it's been 15, 20 minutes you've been reading, and you're really deeply engaging uh, Scripture. But that doesn't happen if you don't start with that little habit. So I would say don't be discouraged. Stick with it. You know, stick with it through that crucial um, window of habit formation, which is about six, uh, 30 to 60 days. And then it'll become just a regular part of your life as natural as breathing. You know, another thing you say, and as a parent, this is this was hard for me to learn. I wanted my kids to be able to experience everything. So we did a lot. We were here and we were there and we did this. The church was open for that activity and we wanted to be there for this. And there was something special happening at, you know, some place down the road. So we went there. And then as a, as a man, I thought, okay, I need to show up for this Bible study. And then we need to be a part of it. There was just way too many things happening. And you say that it's okay just to let something slide. You don't have to be a part of everything. Make wise decisions, I guess, when it comes to um, what you're a part of, right? That's that's right. You know, if you're going to show up for the people around you and for the things that are important, the truth is some things you're not going to be able to show up for if you're going to have the bandwidth to do that because, yeah, you can't do everything. Um, you know, one thing, actually, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking out my window at my yard. Um, I had these um, ambitions to have this perfect yard manicured yard. It never worked out. Uh, <laughs> and then at some point I realized, you know what, that's something at this stage of my life, because I'm really busy, I'm just going to have to let go. And the positive spin I put on it is that I have the most environmentally friendly uh, yard in the neighborhood. Uh, but the truth is, <laughs> I just don't have time to do all the maintenance on a nice yard right now. And I got kids like, you know, riding bikes on it and running on it. It's going to be okay to be a little blotchy and brown. Um, because if you, and, and here's the other thing too, if you look at the commitments you have, some things, of course, you don't, you cannot offload. You cannot offload being a parent and, and you know, your job, that kind of thing. But when you look at all the commitments you have and you think, okay, if I let this go, what would my primary emotion be? Would it be relief or sadness? And if it's relief, that might be an indication that that's something in this season of your, of your life, at least you can say, I'm not going to do that because I want to create space for other things. And then, of course, just asking God, um, hey, what, what can I you know, let go of in this season so I can be more dedicated elsewhere? I once heard somebody say, I'm raising kids, not grass. That was very important for me to hear. <laughs> uh, that's good, right? So you don't have to scream, get off my lawn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this book is, I think, really freeing, really, to a lot of us as we continue. And it's called Just Show Up, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything. The author, Drew Dick, has been with us. Drew, thank you so much for your time and this resource. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Can I can, can I ask you one question we probably should have started with? What was it <laughs> Sure. What was it that made you take that first small step and say I I don't have to do everything? I think it was just a realization of how overwhelmed I am in this <laughs> season of life like mm. we we're talking about. And then honestly for me it was just freeing lowering the bar. It sounds bad, but you know it's like okay, I, I don't know, you know, everything I'm supposed to do in this season of life. I don't feel fully prepared. Maybe I don't have the right credentials, but I, God, I can show up for the people around me. And then I'm going to count on you to do what I can't and take my small acts of obedience and do it only you can through my life. Mm. Well, thank you again, Drew, for uh, helping us through this. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge. You're not the only one. It's a challenge for all of us. So thank you. Yeah, That's good to hear. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> 